0: You're listening to Mesearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives.
1: In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do.
0: Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things.
1: Stay tuned. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Okay. Obviously, that bit doesn't hit if it's just one person doing it. Um, Anyway, let's pretend that didn't happen. But hopefully you stick around and just listen to the rest of this episode. Crystal Tugati, my co-host, is not here today uh, to record, but you will hear her voice in this episode. If you didn't know, it's Crystal's birthday this week. So she's taking a little bit of time away to enjoy herself. And I feel that's very well deserved. And I uh, am here for that journey. So I'm kicking off this episode uh, solo. And first things first, definitely slide into Crystal's DMs at Crystal Tugati to wish her a happy, happy birthday. Secondly, I want to thank all of you for sticking around and listening to this episode. It's been a couple of weeks since our last one. We took spring break off, as many folks do, and it definitely feels so good to take a break. I definitely needed it. And hopefully you all like found some relaxation time um, in the last few weeks because you all deserve it. Uh, Before I introduce this episode, I want to call out rest and recovery is productive. So don't feel bad about, you know, just relaxing. I think if Crystal were in front of me, she'd agree because we both know that capitalism makes us feel shame when we're not feeling busy every second of the day. But that is really a recipe for burnout. before I take too much time talking about that, I'll leave it there because it's probably a conversation we should have with Crystal. But yeah, man, if you're listening to this podcast, like, relax, take a day. Um, Dustin said take a day. So if you feel like you wanted a sign to take a day off, this is your sign. <laughs> and on your day off, enjoy an episode of Research bringing it back so this episode features a conversation that crystal and i had with kenneth tan and if that name sounds familiar you've probably seen his work um, or his instagram for the lola and kenneth collaboration if you're following them on instagram it's at lola x kenneth and you'll have seen this amazing collaborative project between him and his lola crescentia basically lola crescentia starts a painting passes it off to kenneth and then kenneth finishes it Sadly, Lola Crescentia passed away, but not before passing along tons of stories of her adventures as a younger person, growing up, and sharing all of that knowledge with our guest, Kenneth. And all of those stories and all of their collaborative artwork is now compiled in a cool little book. It's a memoir entitled Crescentiana. So we'll talk to Kenneth about that book. We'll talk to Kenneth about his relationship with his Lola, uh, the history of this collaborative art project. And the importance of sharing stories within your family. So if y'all are ready to get into it, let's get into it! (laughs) We're officially recording, everyone.
0: Yeah, we are. (laughs) We are
1: officially starting this episode.
0: We are a fish doing that.
1: (laughs) We're a fish. Speaking of fish, Crystal had a fish taco yesterday.
0: I sure did, and it was delicious. (laughs) And I made it in my Ninja 5-in-1 foodie. So go get one because honestly, y'all, it is amazing. Okay.
1: All right. This episode <laughs> sponsored to you by Ninja Foodie 5-in-1. <laughs> <five-in-one. laughs> anyway, That's hey, everyone. Um, <laughs> just kidding. This episode is not sponsored. We don't make money. But still, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Today on Mesearch, we have Kenneth Tan. Welcome, Woo! Kenneth. How we <laughs> Just a
2: little thing from San Jose. Just a little thing we do. <laughs> do y'all
0: still get high
2: feet? Oh, absolutely. We never oh, stop. Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah.
0: Go. Get it. <laughs> well, Kenneth, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, no, um, I'm sorry.
2: Sorry, it was late. I was just using my Ninja um, five and one. Oh, so, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. I that okay. Okay. Excuse <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um but yeah we i you know i love we love the collaboration between you and your lola and congratulations on uh reaching your kickstarter goal oh man so excited so much thank you (laughs) yes i'm so excited to get my book in the mail
2: oh man thank you so much for playing oh man i can't wait to send it to you i'm yeah i'm still recovering from from that whole process oh man thank you so much
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before the art you created with your Lola and how you found yourself co-authoring this beautiful work of art with her, book yeah. of art with her? Yeah.
2: Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so I guess before before I started like drawing a painting with my Lola, I was actually kind of living in your neck of the woods. I was down in LA. Hey. Yeah, hey! I was down in LA <laughs> for a little bit and I was doing... I was kind of doing public health. I mean, uh, I mean, so I majored in public health because, well, I really always wanted to draw. Um, but Mm -hmm. you see, my, my mom is Asian and she (laughs) wanted me to be a doctor. Um, but I knew like, as soon as I started school, I wasn't going to cut it. So I ended up doing like public health kind of as a compromise. Mm -hmm. Um, and so down in SoCal, I was working, uh, it was based out of USC and it was this group that did graphic design. uh, graphic design consultation for like anti-tobacco campaigns. So I was helping out with that stuff. And then one day I got a call from my mom and she said, um, Hey, you know, I need knee surgery. And it was just her and my Lola at the time. And, um, I was kind of almost towards the end of my contract anyways, I was almost at a year and I I just knew like, um, yeah, I was going to, I just decided to quit my job and I I moved back home. So I could be here with my, my mom and my Lola back in San Jose. Um, and that's when it all started. We just started drawing a painting together.
0: Oh, amazing.
2: Cool. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Do you miss it?
2: Oh, I'm, I I do. I mean, I was just thinking earlier today. So I finished drawing. took me about a year. When the pandemic started, I, I started drawing. Like It actually gave me a lot of time to just be here and, and sit mm-hmm. with all of my Lolo's paintings. Um, so the process is kind of like my Lolo made watercolor paintings, and then I, I draw on top of them like based on our stories and our memories. So when the pandemic started... I realized like I had on the dining room table, I just had all of her paintings spread out and I was like, okay, this is the time I'm going to finish everything that we started together. So for like a year, it was just, you know, every day like staring at one of her paintings and trying to decide like what to draw on top of it. And I kind of felt like in a way I was spending time with her every day and, and and Mm -hmm. seeing her every day. And I was just thinking today, like, you know, being on the other side of this process of like finishing the book, I kind of missed that time that day. Um, daily time I, I have, you know, spending time with my Lola in that way. Uh, oh. and, and so right now I'm trying to um, pivot and find other ways to kind of sit with her and be with her since I'm not, you know, looking at one of her drawings or or, or thinking about a story of hers um, and spending time with her in that way. So I'm trying to find my way now.
0: Oh, oh. <sighs> I feel you. I miss my Lola too. She was... Uh her birthday is on uh, on Christmas Eve
2: wow. so it's
0: like ugh, Christmas Eve man uh, <laughs> but like um,
2: mm.
0: yeah um, but
2: uh, yeah
0: I I love how you all got to connect through storytelling and you know oral tradition has become such a lost art and after speaking to a lot of folks in our community, You know, we found there's like patterns of not talking about our family histories. And on a macro level, not talking about the history of our origin country is something that happens often with our families. Can you tell us how it was diving into these stories with your Lola? Was it easy? Was it challenging? How was the process?
2: Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, real quick, like commenting on just the fact, like hearing you say how much you miss your Lola too, and like I, I love that. As Filipinos, we we have that. I feel like that's pretty common. We we have those connections with our our grandparents. We grow up with them. Um, that's yeah. pretty common. That I love hearing that. And so I, I would think, you know, yeah, learning from my grandma or hearing her, I guess, uh, her her story, learning her story, She made it easy because we were just kind of sit gosh, we were just watching Netflix every day. We were like, what's on Murder, Murder, She Wrote today, Lola, what are we doing? (laughs) Um, And so she just naturally like started talking and, and and I I guess I didn't have to do much on my end except listen, like open my ears and really listen. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time I came home from, from college actually, um, and I was trying to read, like I came to visit home and I was just trying to read from my book and my Lola, like every time I started to read a sentence, she would start talking and I have to like go back all the way to the beginning of the sentence and try to read again. And at one point I just kind of closed my book and I like my head my hands and I, I sighed. <laughs> and then my grand, my Lola said, she started laughing. She said, I'm so sorry. I'm just okay. so happy to have someone to talk to. And... It, Oh, yeah. Oh, it broke my heart. I mean, it. that really hit me. So, you know, I put my book down and I think that was one of, maybe that was the first moment back then I said, like, I'm going to listen. Um, I, This is like time. I, this is, I need, I need to listen. This is what's important. This is what I need to learn. So um, when I moved back home and my grandma, we'd just be sitting together at the kitchen table. And if she, I don't know, started to share a memory, like I either, if I like, my, my phone was ready, I'd try and record it, or i I just listen as best as I could. And after she stopped talking, later in the day, I'd go, I'd, like, type a note, and I'd write down as much as I could remember because I, I just had the feeling, like, I, I want to know these things, that this is what's yeah. important. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, my grandma made it easy. She wanted to share. Ugh.
1: That's amazing because, um, like Crystal alluded to before, I mean, it's it's difficult for us to be at a level where we could share as much as it sounds like you've been able to share and like listen in. And it's, it's amazing to think that our elders come with so much knowledge and stories, Mm. um, history. And it's, it's great that you had an opportunity to kind of capture that.
2: Oh man. Thanks. I, I, Oh man, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for anything. I'm I'm really, really grateful for the yeah, this time I had with my Lola. And if anything, I, I sometimes I think I wish I wish I moved home sooner. I wish mm-hmm. I made different choices, but I am glad I'm oh no. Oh I said I wouldn't do this. I'm it's glad okay. I moved home. Yeah. A, hey, you know okay. what people try on the <laughs> yeah. show. It's fine. Just, we get emotional. It happens this is here. a safe space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um I'm glad I moved home when I did and and um I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know what other people's experiences are. I only know what, what I, what happened with me and my Lola and, and that she, she made it really easy. She was just so willing to share stories. And um, I heard something somewhere. Someone said, you know, if you ask your grandparents about their grandparents, you're learning things about your family from over a hundred years ago. And that, yeah, it's right? that, so that really, that, that kind of stuck with me too. So, yeah. That's amazing.
0: Were you able to, to hear stories about your Lola's Lola and
2: Lolo? Yeah. I mean, I only got, she didn't remember too much. I got names. So I'm glad I, at least, and the names yeah. guys, we need to bring those back Filipinos back then at least four syllables long and <laughs> just beautiful, beautiful names. Like, you know, long, my grandma's name is Crescenciana, So right there. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh th- thank you. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I'm sure like like your great. like I don't know something about those the gener those generations of names, like they just yeah. have really great ones.
1: What was the most surprising thing that you learned from that exploration?
2: A surprising thing I learned from the exploration.
1: Um I mean there's there's one story in particular that kind of
2: stands out. I mean, uh my grandma was kind of mischievous and adventurous. So Ew, love that <laughs> I mean, mischievous and adventurous. So um, two things. Well, okay. Well, well, no. I'll do the the one big one. I know is that during like the Japanese, so she during the Japanese occupation, she was like a younger girl. And so one night during the Japanese occupation, she was like, "I want to go dancing." And so the the village, the <laughs> the next village over. <laughs> Was having a talent like a, a secret dance. And so mm-hmm. she she went she went over there, she she hopped on a caratella and she rode over to the next village over and they were having a secret dance. And so they're doing like the um, they're doing like the tango, they're doing um the two-step she said she liked to do. Hey. And all of a sudden, <laughs> hey <laughs> which we still do now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and so all of a sudden during the dance, someone came in and said, the soldiers are coming. Hey, you guys, everyone, soldiers are coming. We got to go. And so everyone bolted. And uh, my Lola said, she hopped on, she started running and she hopped onto the back of the cart. And she just hoped that it was going back to her village. And she said, the cart was jouncing so much, it was bouncing around so much. She lost one of her earrings. Um, and I was like, That's still girls at the club, grandma. They still (laughs) still do that. Um, She lost an earring and she said her memory was she made it back home eventually. And her memory was that she was, um, she took her shoes off and she was washing them in the river um, next to her village. And um, yeah, I, I, that, so that was surprising me that she had, she had that experience. I, I, yeah, I just never pictured her having, do you have that experience? Yeah.
0: At the club. (laughs) At the club. At the
1: club. 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 It's easy to forget that our elders were young people too. And kind of the experiences that we have as younger folks, like all of the crazy things that we've gone through and the stories that we tell our friends. Like in some ways that, you know, our our parents and our grandparents have some similar stories. Perhaps they didn't share it with us because it – it might be, ha- might have been inappropriate at right. the time think, to like share with a <laughs> child, but like, sure. you know, like they're living some of the same experiences that we live. Um, mm. So again, that's why it's so important for projects like yours, where you can have the opportunity to speak and be open and like share, because these shared experiences are what bring us together um, and cool. and make us closer as a community and a family. So that's great.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I love I love you said, yes, shared it. The, I love what you said about like shared experiences. I mean, um, like
2: when when I started doing this like project with my grandma, like um, I didn't know, like we were just doing it because my well, my grandma said she wanted to be doing something for a purpose. When I, I asked her one day, what do, like, what should we do today? She said, I want to do something for a purpose. So that's how we started doing this instead of just watching like Matlock or you know, <laughs> Warner <laughs> Texas Ranger every day. Um, I didn't, so that's why we started doing it. Then, you know, I started going out, having a like tabling at events and stuff. Um, and I didn't know, like, or, I mean, I'm happily surprised to to meet other Filipinos who have like very similar experience. Like, Oh my gosh, love my Lolo, love my Lola too. Uh, (laughs) grew up with them. And, you know, here's some of the stories I learned from them. So I I always, I love to learn, um, find those commonalities with, with other Filipinos too, for sure.
0: I, um, I think of, uh, my Lola and I used to like record wow. some of her stories too. She would tell a lot of the same ones. Cool. <laughs> <But> it, like <laughs> It's like, you really want this story to be embedded into my brain. Thanks. And, um, I just remembered this story that I recorded. Uh, She talks about how when she was little, um, back in the day, they were were already having to learn Spanish in the classroom when she was a kid. And her teacher, uh, her Spanish teacher was like, um, I think she was asking a question like, what does this mean? And no one was raising her hand and – she wrote, my grandma just like raised her hand for the sake of raising her hand. (laughs) I'm like, where is this going? And she was just like, oh, I just raised my hand because I wanted to be brave.
2: (laughs) I'm like, okay.
0: And then she's like, well, then what did you say? She's like, yo no (laughs) se. And then I was like, okay, well, that's cool. (laughs) Um... Oh man, I I I need to find those those recordings. I think I have it on my old MacBook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that's why cool. I was hoping I thought you were gonna say that. Like, and the teacher was like, "Correct." The question was, "I don't know," or like, <laughs> 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 "Oh
0: man, um, uh, how did you get into drawing?"
2: Oh man, okay, so I. I love comic books growing up. Like when I was a kid, I, I always want, I thought I was going to grow up and I wanted to draw, like draw comic books when I grew up um, back then. How I, well, let me take a step back. How I got into drawing. Um, I have like older cousins. They like, gosh, when I was a kid, they were in high school. Um, so they're kind of like my babysitters. Uh, but one of them, she was taking drawing class in high school. And so she'd bring her homework home with her and I'd see it and don't tell her, but I would look at it and I'd be like, Whoa. And I draw on top of it? <laughs> I like add to it. I was like, I'm so amazed. She's, she's, she can really draw. And um, I was just amazed. Like someone did that with her hands. Like you, people can do that. Like just use their hands and make these amazing, like and make pictures. Uh, so that's how, what inspired me to try, try drawing. Um, how I got into drawing, I, I just loved X-Men Avengers when I was a kid, all that, mm. all the Marvel stuff and, um, My mom, she would take us to the library after school. um, And I used to, I would get those books um, that were like, okay, you learn to draw by like, okay, draw a line. Step two, an owl. Like, (laughs) So I was drawing, using those to learn to draw. And then one day I was leaving the library and they had a used book bin. And so I would go in there every now and then try to, you could find, you could get a damaged book that, you know, the library was going to discard for like a buck. And one day I found how to draw comics the Marvel way. And I was so amazed. Oh my gosh. It's this, a Oh, I was like this, Oh, this, this, this is what I need to bring home. Um, and so I asked my, my mom got me that book for me and, and it's missing pages. It's missing chapters. Um, but I loved, I devoured that. That probably explains like why I can't draw hands. Like, like, like it's just missing stuff that explains like why I can't draw certain things. But, um, but that, that's how I learned how to draw and how I got into drawing.
0: I love that. That's fun. Dude, shout out to the library. Shout out, shout out to the library. Shout yeah. Out to- yeah, look at
2: that.
0: That's exciting. Um, I want to ask you, um, how do you see art growing in the Filipino community? I know art isn't something that our community actively and intentionally invests in as much. And seeing the kind of work that you're doing, I feel... I don't know how it wouldn't be inspiring to others and, um, like, wow, this is, this is a cool thing that we should actually invest in as Filipinos. Um, how do you see art growing? Do you, do you see it moving anywhere? What are your thoughts about
2: that? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know that I'm much of an author, like, I don't know that I have much to offer, like a perspective to offer because I don't know. I feel, I'm just, I'm just me. And um, so, so I don't know, but, but I, I do think like with technology now and like, you know, social media and just how accessible information is, um, I, I think, I think there are a lot of platforms to, to like share your work. Um, so I, I, I think, I think that's great for the arts in general. Um, and then so were you asking like for, I guess for Filipinos, like how, how is, how are we, Sharing our art or?
0: I guess I'm, I guess, yeah. And also, I guess it's quite a broad question. Um, I just think that it's really cool that um, you put your work online and your project online. And we all kind of came together and invested in like this beautiful project of yours. Because Uh. I think that what you're doing is enriching our culture in... How we can revitalize oral history and connecting uh-huh. with one another and creating something new and powerful, so I think like there's the aspect of like just diving into the art and also um coming together and investing in our our fellow Kababayan cool. and saying like we should we should you know we should give. Give our 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 support to this person because they're doing great art.
2: Oh wow, um, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think, yeah, maybe maybe that is like that is it. Like so, with social media, I think that a positive of social media is that you know we are able because there's a lot of negatives, but a, lot of, a positive of it is that we are able to come together around um around certain topics i think especially culture uh like and being filipino things that we have in common and so um i i always i like hearing sometimes someone will message me and say oh you know like i I saw like something that you and your grandma made and and it made me think oh i'm gonna call my i'm gonna call my grandma Uh, so just just little things like that so i i think with social media there's there's an opportunity to to amplify the, the beautiful things in our culture. Um, one of them being family and and our grandparents and and um, remembering and honoring them. I think.
0: Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that we can. Yeah, social media sometimes, blah. but <laughs> yeah. also social media sometimes. Yay! Like yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to have found you had cool. I not had an Instagram account. Yeah, so I'm so <laughs> glad.
2: I don't know how we crossed paths, but I'm I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad it happened when we're here chatting. Yeah. The internet
1: man. The, the internet. Arms arms. The internet man. <laughs> that, that algorithm, <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It worked. It definitely did. <laughs> we both searched for Ube at some point and it was like, <laughs> let's connect these two people. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it worked. Actually, yeah, that's actually probably honest. how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for joining us, folks. Um, We'll be back with Kenneth Tan.
0: Hey, hey! We back.
1: We're back with Kenneth Tan on MeSearch. (laughs) Okay, so before, and I'm trying to practice my my coast voice for the folks in Southern California that know.
0: Yeah, that was a... Yeah, so Kenneth Coast is like a, a soft rock like music station. Well, now they play like I don't they know new stuff. Play, <laughs> <No> <laughs> doubt.
2: So, I like that. That's a good spectrum. So they play like yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it used to be like seventies, uh, eighties, and today's soft uh-huh. rock. But now it's not that. But like their their DJs are 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 very like what Dustin just did.
1: Wow. Yeah, just very close to the mic, very intimate. mm. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're telling me a secret, like you're right here.
0: That's exactly it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, just a little history lesson, um, (laughs) since Kenneth is in San Jose and then the rest of us are in the L.A. area. Cool.
0: Or if you're not, (laughs) now you know. Now you know,
1: now you know. So um, before we hop into kind of um, this next segment, I do want to quickly ask for you to just share a little bit about your book and kind of uh, for the folks who are listening to this who are like, oh, Kenneth sounds cool. uh, What's this book all about? Can you kind of give us a little rundown of what folks can expect if they pick up your book? Absolutely sure. So uh, the book is called *Crescenciana*.
2: That's my grandmother's name, and the book is my grandmother's life story, uh, using the illustrations that we made together to tell it. I guess, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's all of the it has all of the pieces that we made together. I think there's over eighty, close to a hundred uh, drawings and paintings that we made together. Yeah, and and all the stories behind them. Uh, so. So it's, it's, it's her memoir told using the paintings that she made.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Beautiful. I'm so so we've talked a lot about kind of storytelling, your background in art, and kind of this the importance of having open conversations with family members. From all of what we've talked about today... Um, and based on this conversation today with you, Kenneth, is there anything that you feel that you would like for our listeners to take with them from all of what we've been chatting about? Hmm. Okay.
2: And this is just coming to me right now. I'm riffing. I'm riffing Dustin. Yeah, okay. Spitball, spitball. Think, we got it. We love it. Okay. So
1: I've been thinking, you know,
2: something my grant, my Lola used to tell me was that, um, you know, it's different now. These days kids go off and, and start their own lives far away from their families. And in her time, it was about keeping the family together. And so I think, you know, we have our Filipino side, and we have our American side. I'm riffing, this is just me talking, I don't know where this is all coming from. So I feel like as as Americans, we search inwards, like in ourselves, um, to figure out who we are. But I think as Filipinos, it's important to go back through our family tree to find out who we are, we have to find out who our grandparents were. Um, that's where our stories start. if you if you asked me who I am, I would start, I would tell you about my grandmother. Um, I can't tell you who I am unless unless I share what I know about her because that's where I come from. And so I think if there's anything that people could take away from, I don't know from I guess our chat today, is like I know people have different kinds of relationships with their families, but, Um, If there's a way that you could be open to to learning your own stories and by your stories, I mean your family stories, because those are your stories, um, then you absolutely need to do it. And the time is now.
1: Yeah. Um, Firstly, that was a beautiful response. Oh, hey, cool. I'm I'm riffing, Dustin. I don't know. You're really good at thinking on the fly. (laughs) Nice. Um, My next question is. How dare you make me cry? I know. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I know. Was that your intention is my third question.
2: <laughs> that, I came here I came here with two I was going to make Justin cry. I'm
1: going to make Chris. Cry. <laughs> um oh, my
2: God.
0: But isn't that so true like you our our family is so much it's the fabric of who we are. It's in mm-hmm. our DNA and whatever all the good all the bad all the happy all the sad it's 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 us it's in us and um it's how we continue and move forward and navigate the world and what we do and what we celebrate and how we change and how we shift and all the things yeah, absolutely. um
1: absolutely oh finger snaps finger snaps, Ooh, finger snaps. Um, what
0: a beautiful 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 oh, beautiful, beautiful answer
1: so, folks are listening to this podcast and they're like, wow, that sounds like a really amazing project. Kenneth, sounds like a really cool dude. Where can people go to learn more about you and the work that you do? Awesome. Uh,
2: first place to check Instagram. Um, my Lola and I were at Lola X Kenneth, And then there's also, if you're interested in the book, um, stop by the website. So, the website is LolaXKenneth.com.
1: Excellent.
0: Go get your book. Go get uh, it all. Go get it. <laughs> Go get it. I'm getting one. I'm excited.
1: Oh man, thank you
2: so so much. <laughs> cool. You can you can read it you can read it in the Coast Voice. You can read okay. it in the
0: Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much Kenneth for for joining us and for uh, sharing your experience and your project with oh, your Lola you. and and your time with your Lola. Um, We're so excited for this book to get into our hands. Thank you. Congratulations again on the Kickstarter, and all the best to you and your your Lola's project. Um, Y'all, this was Kenneth Tan! Woo-woo! Kenneth Tan! Kenneth Tan!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth, Kenneth Tan. So this conversation... And hearing about Kenneth's relationship with his Lola really tugs at my heartstrings. And I know if Crystal were here to unpack all of what we just talked about in this episode with him, we'd probably be recording for hours because there's just so much good stuff to apply in our own lives. One thing that I know Crystal would have mentioned, or at least one thing that I think I would have asked her, or I know I would have asked her if she was in front of me um, at this point is, you know, how... All of this relates to her own relationship to her lola because knowing what I know from what she's discussed in previous episodes is that her lolas played a huge role in her upbringing, her attitude um, about herself, her attitudes towards life. So I just think about my own lola on my dad's side. She lived. She she lived with us when we were kids. Um, She passed away when we were kids several decades ago. Several. I'm not that old. Um, a couple decades ago when I was just a kid. So um, I just think about all of the shenanigans that they probably went through, my grandparents, that is, all of the shenanigans my grandparents went through that they never disclosed to me because I probably wasn't mature enough to hear those stories, or they probably just didn't think to tell me or I didn't even think to ask. So I appreciate the fact that Kenneth, and Crystal had such close relationships with their Lolas that they were able to get that history, that family history from them. Um, I also appreciate that Kenneth found a way to leverage technology and social media to share his family story, to share that family legacy, because that's an incredible thing to do. And I don't know that very many people are actually uh, doing that or using social media in that way. Um, And one thing that I never think about, but I'm thinking about a lot now after having listened to this interview um, back, is the fact that for us to even exist took thousands upon thousands of people across many generations. We are a product of like so many, so many people, of, of so many ancestors. That is a lot of history. So if we can reach back and discover the lives of our parents and our parents' parents and their parents' parents, Like the farther that we can go, the bigger the gift that is, because knowing where we came from tells us who we are. Kenneth said that, I think, um, at one point in the interview, and I I feel that that's really accurate. Knowing where you came from is such a blessing. Um, Man, this got hella meta. I can go on and on. But for the sake of keeping this episode short and concise, I will leave it there. Um, Again, y'all, pick up the memoir. Um, It's called Crescentia. You can get it at LolaXKenneth.com. Follow Kenneth and this project on Instagram at LolaXKenneth. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, reach out to Crystal. Wish her a happy birthday. And I hope you all have a great day. Take care, (claps) y'all. Woo! Thanks for listening. Mesearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti.
0: Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy Mesearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also, make sure to check us out at Mesearchpodcast.com and follow us at Mesearchpodcast.
0: We're going to get to the bottom of things. This
1: is Mesearch, folks. Woo-hoo!